In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. May His grace and His blessing be with us now and unto the age of all ages. Amen. One of the questions I am asked often is, how can I confess? Many people know that this is a mystery of the Church, that it leads to forgiveness and eternal life, but oftentimes they don't know practically how to do it. And so allow me to offer a few practical points to help the beginner or even the person who has been confessing throughout his or her life. The first step in offering your confession is to make a decision to confess with a repentant spirit. A repentant spirit is important because not all confessions are equal in the sight of God. Some are despised by God because they are made from arrogance or insincerity. We see this very clearly in the parable of the publican and Pharisee. The Pharisee stood at the front of the temple and uttered a tragic prayer in which he thanked God for making him better than sinners, all while describing his own righteousness. This is precisely the type of confession God despises. However, as we read in Psalm 50, a broken and humbled heart God will not despise. This refers to the true repentant spirit. Now how does one know if he has a repentant spirit? We remember the examples of St. Peter and Judas in the Holy Gospel. St. Peter denied Christ three times, whereas Judas betrayed Christ to death. We are told that St. Peter repented of his sin and asked for forgiveness, whereas Judas simply regretted what he did and hanged himself in despair. Repentance, therefore, is not the same as regret. Regret refers to acknowledging one's mistake, such as when a person says, I made a mistake and behaved inappropriately. That might be a case of regret. Repentance, however, is more than this. It is acknowledging one's mistake and taking responsibility as the one who sinned and placing that weakness before God. A true penitent will never blame anyone else for his sins. It's like the famous story of the thrice-blessed Pope Ava Shenouda III when he heard the confession of a woman who was constantly complaining about her husband. At the end of the confession, he told her, Go and call your husband so that I can pray the absolution for him and have his sins forgiven, because you spent your whole time confessing his sins rather than your own. Repentance is taking responsibility for your own sin before God, before others, and before yourself. Secondly, it is important to prepare for confession. Find a father confessor with whom you are comfortable and make an appointment. Before the appointment, take some quiet time and reflect on all of the sins in your life that have separated you from God and kept you from remembering Him. Some people like to make private lists that they can bring to help them remember everything. I personally have a standard list that I distribute to my children of confession to help them, and I'm happy to share it with anyone who asks. Feel free to email me at frmoses at lacopts.org. The third step is to actually come to confession. When you come, remember that you have just come to a hospital. The visible doctor is the priest. The invisible healer is Christ. 
and at the time of your confession, you should do the following. First, confess fully and without false piety. In other words, don't be concerned to appear as a good and virtuous person in front of the priest with just some small issues. None of us have small issues. We are all in sin and in need of forgiveness. Remember that small issues with time become big issues, so we can't minimize our sin and treat them as unimportant. Remember that repentance and confession is humbling ourselves, so we humble ourselves before even what we consider to be small issues in order to receive forgiveness. Don't try to excuse your sins. In other words, I was really tired, I was stressed out, it was finals week, it was so-and-so's fault, etc. Such an attitude does not fit in with the repentant spirit that we spoke about earlier. Similarly, don't blame others for your sins. This is what both Adam and Eve did in the fall when they should have accepted responsibility for their actions before God. Don't conceal anything consciously. Whatever you mention is whatever you will be forgiven. There is a prayer in the Eastern Orthodox Church that is said before confession, and I think the words are instructive. Behold, child, Christ is invisibly present, awaiting your confession. Do not therefore be ashamed or afraid and hide any of your sins, but from your whole heart confess them so that you may receive forgiveness for them from Christ himself. If you hide any, know that the unconfessed sin will not only stand marked upon your conscience like letters printed on paper, so that it will appear on the day of judgment before all the angels and all men, but you will also bring upon yourself another sin, that of sacrilege. Therefore, because you have come to a physician, see to it that you are healed completely and not remain unhealed, because this harm will be upon yourself. We also should be specific in our confessions, so try to avoid general and vague phrases that prevent the priest from understanding the sin. It's easy and comforting to simply say general phrases to hide the shame of our sins, but the problem is that such phrases prevent the priest from acting as a physician to help you overcome the circumstances that lead to that sin. So it's important to be concrete and as specific as possible without going into any details that might be tempting to the priest or details that might cast someone else in a bad light. Confess briefly and precisely. For example, I hate my coworker and have resentment in my heart towards her. There is no need for a long story about how this happened unless the priest asks. Try to focus on the sin rather than the story because there is a tendency to blame others when we tell long stories. The priest is concerned only with your own shortcomings and sins. We also should never reveal other people's sins or names in confession unless there is a reason to do so. And finally, we have to have a sincere desire never to commit the same sins again. Of course, there will be times a person falls, but the point is to continuously hate and struggle against the sin with all your might. After confession is complete, 
the priest will pray the absolution for both himself and for you. In fact, next time you confess, please listen to the words of the absolution and listen to how the priest is praying for himself as much as he is praying for you. And God in his mercy will forgive your sins through the absolution as though they are wiped clean, just as in the story of the great Ava Moses the Strong, and you will leave confession with great peace and joy. But remember, repentance is not over at that point. It's important to do the following after confession. First, do whatever the priest asked you to do. Remember, the priest is there as a physician. He will hear your confession, and he will offer you ways to struggle against these sins, ways to avoid the circumstances that lead to sin. He may ask you to pray specific prayers, to receive or not to receive Holy Communion, to give alms, etc. Second, forgive anyone who offended you and seek the forgiveness of others. Cut yourself off from the things that led you to sin. In other words, friends, places, internet sites, etc. And fourth and finally, make amends for your sins. In other words, if you stole something, you have to return it. You have to make right the consequences of your sin. These are some points that I hope you found beneficial. May God help all of us to live the life of repentance and to regularly confess our sins and receive forgiveness, union with Him, and eternal life with Him. And glory be to God forever. Amen.